0: This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow Located in beautiful Kent countryside New homes available Search Serenity Parks
1: News you can trust This is the Kent Online Podcast
2: Hello, and thanks for downloading today's episode. I'm Jamie Long. I hope you're OK. It's Wednesday, the 24th of March. First, eight further John Lewis stores, including two in Kent, won't reopen when coronavirus restrictions ease. The retailer says the ones in Ashford and Tunbridge Wells will remain closed. Well, the company suffered a £635 million loss last September. They say customers' shopping habits are changing, with more people buying on Online. The move puts almost fifteen hundred jobs at risk across the country. Well, Joe James is from the kent Victor Chamber of Commerce and says it will have an impact on the county.
3: There's no getting away from it. It's definitely disappointing news. I mean John Lewis is a is a very strong and, and recognised brand and and actually in both Ashford and, and in Cambridge Rose it very much complements what, what's already there on offer um so yeah it's definitely going to be a big blow to to both the areas but i think like all retailers over the past month 12 months it's been very challenging um and i think tough decisions have had to be made by all retailers and they'd need to make these tough decisions probably to secure the future of their brand but i think the challenge is going to be now is you know what replaces them um you know they're big spaces in in both towns and with the current economic climate, that's going to be quite a challenge in itself.
2: And John Lewis have said, you know, uh, they expect 70% of their sales to be online. Do you think Kent businesses need to do more to adapt, you know, create their own online stores to, to be able to compete?
3: I think all retailers now need to be looking at, you know, on online as well. And you know, it's great to, to have that blended mix there. Um, you know, shopping shopping habits have been changing now for, for quite a few years. You know, we've been going more and more online. You know, and the past twelve months, you know, with uh, the with all the lockdowns, we've had no option but to go online. So, you know, I think we will we all go back um, to, to 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 shopping in high street as we did before? Um, sadly, I don't think we will. We will still go there, but I still I think we will just really continue some of that online shop.
2: While well, talking of jobs, a Kent teenager's been telling the Kent Online podcast about the struggles of finding work during the pandemic. Latest figures show youth unemployment has more than doubled in the last year. There were over 14,000 16 to 24-year-olds claiming jobless benefits in the county last month. Or well, Abigail from Gravesham is studying for her A-levels and says she's been desperately trying to find part-time work for the past eight months. I caught up with her earlier
4: just like applying like directly online like with companies and about four four or five of them and it was just hearing back like no you didn't get past the first stage or oh you did get past the first stage but then we've decided not to take it any further so it's just kind of like helplessness because it's not even like I could get work experience during covid because obviously everything was shut
2: Do you think that that is quite a big problem then at the moment, that it is just impossible to get any work experience?
4: We were supposed to have work experience year 11, at the end of year 11, and obviously because our year was cut short, we weren't able to do that work experience. So it's kind of what affected us in terms of we then can't go and get it elsewhere because of the COVID rules. And before we were 16, we couldn't do that anyway. So it's kind of just screwed everything up for us.
2: Obviously, you want to go off to university. What is it that you want to study?
4: At the moment, it's, I'm kind of set on, I want to go into the police force, so I want to study a degree in professional policing at university. So,
2: do you think that, um, you know, the struggle to find work at the moment and get those experiences will affect potentially any university applications or, or do you think, you know, going into university, you might struggle to find part-time work there to earn a little bit of extra money?
4: Yeah, I'm just worried about in terms of, like, when you write your personal statement and, like, obviously the stuff that you have to put off to uni about, like, what you've done, I don't think I've got a lot of expertise in terms of, like, the, the working sector, which I think could affect me.
2: Meanwhile, a Kent-based employment charity is concerned that young people will continue to struggle to find jobs because of the pandemic. Pauline Smith is from CXK, which offers career guidance and training across the county.
0: Lockdown has had a dramatic effect. And the fact that the whole whole county has has come into lockdown has slowed down everything, but also you know many many employment opportunities that would have hitherto been there are just not there now. I think employers or the you know the the sector employment sector is nervous about opening up new opportunities. So we're in this kind of hiatus where it's crashed down and there is a real nervousness now around how it starts up again we're seeing really harsh evidence now and, and case studies of where some young people are really struggling but that enables us as a charity to pull in all of the other programs that we deliver that are there to support young people and we can help with emotional well-being we can help with confidence and just trying to rebuild our approach is always take the best out of a situation and that might seem crazy because we are facing unprecedented levels of unemployment and i think what's really good about the area that we live in there's lots of support out there so we as a charity offer so many different levels of support the first thing is always having that first conversation don't sit at home thinking i really don't know where to start Pick the phone up, engage with us, and we can support you in actually just getting a route out of this.
2: Or if you do need some extra support or would like a chat with somebody about your future options, you can visit their website, which is cxk.org. The
0: Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks.
2: Elsewhere, the government has announced tougher immigration rules in an attempt to stop dangerous journeys across the Channel to Kent. Last year, more than 8,500 people risked their lives travelling from France in small boats. The Home Secretary, Priti Patel, announced the details in the Commons earlier.
1: I'm introducing the most significant overhaul of our asylum system in decades. A new comprehensive, fair but firm, long-term plan. Because while people are dying, we have a responsibility to act. People are dying at sea, in lorries and in shipping containers, having put their lives in the hands of criminal gangs that facilitated legal journeys to the UK. To stop the deaths, we must stop the trade in people that cause them. At the heart of our new plan for immigration is a simple principle – fairness. Access to UK's asylum system should be based on need, not the ability to pay people smugglers. If you enter illegally from a safe country like France, where you should and could have claimed asylum, you are not seeking refuge from persecution, as is the intended purpose of the asylum system. Instead, you are choosing the UK as your preferred destination, and you are doing so at the expense of those with nowhere else to go. Our system is collapsing under the pressure of parallel illegal routes to asylum, facilitated by criminal smugglers.
2: Well, Bridget Chapman is from the Kent Refugee Action Network and has told the Kent Online podcast what she thinks of the new rules.
1: What they
4: are doing is um, casting aside anybody that's come via a, a different route. There is no asylum visa that you can fill in from outside the UK. You have to physically get to the UK to apply for asylum and, and those people need sanctuary and we can't turn our backs on them another question i have is what on earth is she going to do with these people because when we were still in the european union there were ways of transferring those people to different european countries that they'd come through but we're out of europe now and that agreement doesn't it's not in place anymore i just think this is talking tough Um, there's some a couple of bits that sound generous but really will only affect a small number of people and, and she's demonising a huge number of other people that, that need our help, and, and we shouldn't fall for it.
2: The
0: Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks.
2: Now, Wednesday means it's been Prime Minister's questions, and Kent's MPs called on the PM to back a campaign to stop the closure of Chatham Dockyard. Here's Rochester and Street's Kelly Tolhurst asking her question virtually earlier.
0: I am now opposing the closure of what today is Chatham Docks, with the loss of over 1,000 skilled jobs this regionally important asset, home to successful maritime and construction businesses, all growing in spite of COVID to make way for flats, short-term profit for the landowner at the expense of long-term economic and environmental benefit. Does my right honourable friend agree with me, local councillors and the Save Chatham Docks campaign, that coastal infrastructure plays a significant role in the growth of our local economies, creating jobs, and clean maritime technology contributing to our net zero ambition.
2: The site in Chatham has been earmarked for redevelopment and is set to shut in 2025 when the leases expire with landowners Peel L&P. Here's what Boris Johnson had to say in response.
4: Yes, Mr. Speaker. One of the reasons why we put £24 billion into defence alone is that it drives 400,000 jobs around the country, uh, including the building of, uh, of new frigates uh, and new ships of, of all kinds. And I hope very much that uh, Chatham uh, will benefit from the £100 million uh, funding we put in on uh, the 24th of December to rejuvenate uh, coastal uh, coastal towns. Uh, the, ma- the matter she raises, uh, the planning issue she raises, is a matter for the. Uh, for the local council, but I do hope a a solution can be found uh, which gives uh, the benefits that she describes for the local community."
2: Elsewhere, game consoles and a laptop have been stolen from a children's ward at a Kent hospital. Thieves targeted Ashford's William Harvey taking hundreds of pounds worth of tech. More than £3,000 has been raised to replace the stolen items through a Just Giving page. Police investigating the death of Sarah Everard have thanked residents in Sandwich after ending their searches. The 33-year-old's body was found in woodland near Ashford a week after she disappeared while walking home in South London on the 3rd of March. The commander of the Met's police says they're immensely grateful for the support of residents during their operation. Kent Online News. And finally, the family of a Medway man who's survived eight heart attacks have set up an online fundraising page to help the medics who are saving his life. 54-year-old Terry Burrell has spent the last six years in and out of hospital after being diagnosed with kidney failure. He's also suffered major organ failure whilst in intensive care. You can find out how to donate and read more of Terry's story at kentonline.co.uk. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can always subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all of the KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you
1: can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
2: This
0: podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.